Kaya Vineyard and Winery announces its third annual Jeep show, Jeeps in the Vines, on Saturday, April 20th, 2019 from 11 to 5 p.m. at 5400 Town Creek Road in Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. Jeep owners, Jeep lovers, families, dogs, they're all welcome to enjoy live music, great food, and unique Jeeps at the third annual Jeep show presented by Kaya Vineyard and Winery. Guests are welcome to shop from specialty vendors, participate in contests and raffles, and explore Kaya's Vineyard through our Jeep Vineyard Trail Ride. For just $25, register your Jeep in the Jeep Show and receive a swag bag with a free t-shirt, a koozie, stemless wine glass, trail ride token, and complimentary parking. Registered Jeeps are asked to arrive at 10 a.m. You don't drive a Jeep? Well, join us as a guest with $5 parking and enjoy in-house barbecue, wine, and beer available to purchase during the show. And Kaya wants your art to make the event shine. Artists and graphic designers of all ages are encouraged to participate in our Jeep Show logo contest. The winning design will be showcased on all event t-shirts. Plus, the contest winner and their three chosen guests will receive a free night stay in a newly renovated cabin at Dahlonega Resort and Vineyard as well as four food tickets for the day of the event. Pretty cool, huh? Please submit contest entries to marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A, vineyards.com. Kaya has also partnered with TLC Humane Society to sponsor dog and cat, cat adoptions throughout the event and accept donations. Cash and check donations are welcome, as well as treats, toys, towels, and laundry soap. Last year, over $1,500 was raised to help our furry friends, and multiple loads of goods were driven back to the shelter. Event will be held rain or shine. Vineyard Trail will be canceled or may be canceled if inclement weather occurs. No refunds will be given. And let me tell you, Dahlonega is a beautiful place for those of you that are interested in, in, in going to this event. It's a lot of fun, and it's, it's all day from 11 to 5 p.m. Uh, great food, great music. It's something you don't want to miss. That's at Kaya Vineyard and Winery, and that's 5400 Town Creek Road, Dahlonega, Georgia. You can also visit their website at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A vineyards.com. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Throwback Country Music. I am your host, Britt Jones. Do us a huge favor. Please hit that subscribe button. That means a lot. That way you'll never miss an episode, and it's absolutely free. You can also visit us on the web at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. On that website, you can check out every interview that I've done so far. From Lori Morgan to John Barry, Shenandoah, Restless Heart, Lulu Roman from Hee Haw, Jamie O'Neill, Wade Hayes. So many incredible guests that we've had on the show so far since October. And we continue, and we are continuing to grow each and every week, all because of listeners like you who 
share it with your friends, you go to Facebook, you share our status on Facebook. Thank you so much. People from all over the United States are country fans and your country fans of 90s country. And that's the basis of this show. And today, one of my favorite bands of all time, 90s supergroup Blackhawk. You're going to hear my interview with the lead singer and founding member, Henry Paul. If you're a Blackhawk fan like myself, you remember some of their hits, like Every Once in a While, I Sure Can Smell the Rain. Their first big hit, Goodbye Says It All, I'm Not Strong Enough to Say No, Postmark Birmingham, and so many more. I can't wait for you to hear that interview. I have a cool story that I wanted to share, and I, I mentioned this in the interview, but I didn't go into detail, but here's something really cool. So, when I was a teenager, me and my buddy Blake, we were not old enough to get into a certain country music club called Country Rock. Well, one night, Blackhawk was playing. They had a big show, and it had been promoted and all that good stuff, so we knew Blackhawk was coming to town. And you got to understand, where we live, it was only uh, maybe not even 20 minutes to get to the venue in Athens, Georgia. And if you hear noise in the background, I'm actually sitting on my front porch today because it feels so good outside. And it's been incredible having this kind of weather. However, it just started raining, but that's okay because it still feels incredible, especially if you live where I live and it's been kind of cold and and all that stuff, you know, that comes along with winter. But anyway, back to the story. So me and Blake go to Country Rock. Of course, we can't get in, but we're walking outside because I I wanted to see the tour bus. And, you know, I'm, of course, 16, maybe 17. He's 16. And I was a country music fanatic. I wanted to be a country music star. You know, that that was my uh, dream and all that good stuff. Now, we saw the tour bus. We are, you know, just dying to get inside. Of course, we can't. Got to be 18. Well... Lo and behold, I see people uh, walking outside, I guess, for a smoke break. And as they exit the building, we see that they have like a X on their hand. I think it was in red, a red X on their hand. And that was their pass out so they could get back in. That was all it was, a red X. So me and my buddy Blake, we go next door to the gas station and buy some magic markers. And, of course, we make sure it's the right color. We put an X on our hand. And guess what? We walked right into that venue to see Blackhawk. And we weren't even old enough. That was my little story about Blackhawk. But that was the first time I saw them. And, man, I just I fell in love with that band. They were so incredible. And that was when Van was still with them. Um, a few years before he passed away. But... It was such a good concert, man. I ended up buying every record they had, and wore the records out. Just love those songs, uh, and just to for, for so for me to be able to sit down and talk to Henry Paul, the lead singer, that was pretty cool, you know. And so I hope you enjoy that interview. Uh, so be sure you check out Black Hawk on their website. They have all their upcoming tour dates, and. Uh, they're supposed to be going on tour, a triple threat tour this year with Restless Heart and Shenandoah. And so I would definitely want to see that. And we talked about that when I talked to uh, Shenandoah's Marty Raven back in December. 
he announced that on the show. So that was pretty cool. But I definitely want to go see that if they come around here. Black Hawk, Restless Heart, and Shenandoah. What a great show that would be, right? So anyway, be sure you visit them on the web. Check out their tour dates. Uh, go download their songs if, if you haven't heard them in a while. You know, 90s Country... That's that. That's when 90s country was at its best. And if you know anything about me and about this show, 90s country is what I listen to, and that's the that's the 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 music I still go to when I'm going on trips or driving down the road. Give me 90s country any day. You know the songs were so intelligent. The songs meant something. The artist you could tell who was singing what. Uh, you could turn on the radio. And you knew exactly who the artist was. You didn't have to scratch your head thinking, oh, is that so-and-so or is that, I don't know. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of like it is today. Everybody kind of sounds the same and the, the songs, you know, tend to sound the same. But 90s country, it was a very special time in music and for females and males alike. And uh, it was just a huge time and a great time for bands, for groups. Uh, you know, 90s had so many incredible groups, and uh, one of the other groups was Diamond Rio, and you'll hear Henry Paul talk about Diamond Rio and being out on the road with them. Well, next week, I've got Dana Williams from Diamond Rio coming on the show. Another huge band and influence in my life as well, as far as me singing and, and, and all that good stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to share that story with you about how I got to see Black Hawk uh, when I was just a teenager, and I wasn't even supposed to. Uh, so anyway, I, I hope you got a kick out of that. So, check this out. At the end of the broadcast today... You're going to hear some of my local sponsors. You know, I have a I have a sponsor this week that sponsors the show, and that's Kaya Vineyards. and And hopefully, you checked out that commercial uh, about them, and and in, they're in Dahlonega, Georgia. And if you are not from Georgia, you're not from the area, uh, take a weekend trip to Dahlonega. You will love it. It's beautiful up there, and, and take a trip to Kaya Vineyards and check out the event they got coming up that I spoke of earlier with. Jeeps. That's right. So check that out. Now, like I said, at the end of the broadcast, I'm going to start doing something else because I have, you know, this is, of course, a nationwide podcast and we're in the UK and Australia. And so for those of you listening, so to, to, uh, you're, you're going to hear some of my local sponsors right here in my little town of Commerce, Georgia. And these guys are who helps the podcast continue to go, you know. And so I wanted to give a shout-out to them. So each week we're going to have our local sponsors. And um, hopefully if you're in this area, you can check them out. Definitely check them out because we do have a lot of listeners right here in Jackson County, Georgia. And so I hope you can check out some of my local sponsors as well at the end of the show. Without further ado, sit back, enjoy the ride. Black Hawk, lead singer Henry Paul, coming right up. We are here today with founding member and lead singer of the group you know as Black Hawk, and I want to welcome Mr. Henry Paul to the show. Henry, thanks for coming on, man. 
My pleasure, Brett. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> we, uh, we've been doing this for a while now, and we interview all these great acts from the 90s that had just uh, this incredible sound. And, and you guys, man, when y'all burst on the scene, y'all had this unique harmony. Was that something when y'all formed Black Hawk that you wanted? You, you wanted that three-part harmony? Is that something you strived for? Well, yeah. I mean, that was going to be the... Besides songwriting, I mean, our three-part harmony was at the core of our sound. Yeah, yeah. And did uh, and it's in and, and for the '90s, man, and I'm sure you understand this is when I turned on the radio in the '90s, we could tell who was singing what. And like for y'all, y'all had y'all were so distinctive, and you knew a Blackhawk song when it came on. So, what sets the '90s apart, man? Do you think from other decades because it, it seems like 90s country is on is on the rise again like there's such a, a craving for it well i think first and foremost and i and I, this is not a blanket comment with regard to involving any and all artists from that time frame yeah but there were a number of artists of significant integrity right and Songwriting at that time was a very, very lucrative, uh, opportunistic job mm -hmm. in Nashville. Um, it wasn't quite so, I use the word incestuous. Yeah. Because what it became sometime a little later was something significantly different than what it was in the 90s right. uh, it's hard to explain it to people because it's more of a, uh, an industry sort of relatable uh, subject but for instance Alan Jackson I use him for an example Okay, he sits down and writes a great song here in the real world mm -hmm. he goes out and cuts a great record on it and breaks him wide open yeah. Today, a singer might write with his producer, a couple co-writers, a third co-writer. You know, there can be four and five and six people on a on a copyright. Mm. And the songwriting community has been somewhat left on the sidelines. Yeah. Now it's when I say incestuous, it's very inside from the artist and his producer, and they want to monopolize the income that it represents. And uh, I'll also say that you know, besides the songwriting, in my opinion, a significant decline in the overall quality of songwriting that goes into making what country music is compared to what it was uh. Uh, is the. Uh, the major labels uh, pandering to a popular musical community that is designed to uh, captivate a younger audience. Right. So music winds up sounding similar to something you would hear on a pop or rock not rock so much, but a pop station. Mm -hmm. And it has kind of 
morphed into a rather difficult to define musical sort of format. Whereas before, <clears throat> with Diamond Rio or Restless Heart or Black Hawk or Alan Jackson or mm-hmm. Roxanne Dunn or Pam Tillis, you know, these songs were life relatable. Yeah. And the records that were made on them were stylistically true to country music. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't contemporary because obviously Black Hawk moved the needle a bit, you know, from the standpoint of style. Yeah. But it was always a great song, always a good vocal performance, always a good instrumental sort of approach. Mm -hmm. And with the advent of the labels trying to gain a market share of popular music, you know, you see, and I use Taylor Swift as an example, you know, a young girl, very young girl who starts out in the country format. Mm-hmm. She grows away from it. She writes herself away from it. She becomes bigger than the genre. She establishes her, herself as a household name. Yeah. And country music sort of gets sort of lost in that. Right. And so I'm not saying that it has to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Flatten Scruggs, but I am saying that, you know, Sunday in the South by Shenandoah is Mm. an artistic triumph compared to a lot of what I know is or hear on the radio and is passed off as country music. Man, that's a good way to put it. I love that. Hmm. Yeah, that's great, man. And well, did you did you find it kind of hard for Black Hawk at the time when y'all came out? Was it hard for y'all to get radio play at first? Well, it was. It was always hard because we were a little left to center. Yeah, yeah. And and you could say that we were pop, but we were we were cutting great songs. Oh, yeah. And myself as a singer was a very country, stylistically country sounding voice. Yeah. And we would run the gambit between, you know, I'm not strong enough to say no to mm-hmm. every once in a while to. Mm. You know, uh, that's just about right. Mm. You know, really uh, off the beaten path type songs and country radio was more focused on country music lifestyle themes. Yeah. And so if you're going to write about an old man that moves up to the mountain to paint his picture of the world. Yeah. You're, you're fighting an uphill battle. Uh, compared to Tracy Bird's Watermelon Crawl. That's right. I got you. So, you know, it was it was more difficult for us. We didn't come out with cowboy hats, and we didn't, you know, we weren't Lone Star or any. I, I, Diamond Rio had a number of really wonderful records. Right. And, and, uh, when I mentioned Lone Star, I mean, they had a very Texas connection, you know, mm-hmm. with the shirt with the star on it and the yeah. flag. And yeah. It was very, very culturally sort of ingrained into the country music sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But Lone Star had some great records and the singer's voice I absolutely love. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean... 
I'm trying to think of the little Texas song I like so much. It was uh, what might have been. What might have been was just a great song. Yeah, that's right. And so you know, everybody had, and those songs were you know, Nashville written, you know, or co-written songs from within the group themselves. In mm. the case of, uh, in the case of Little Texas, you know whether. You know, Porter Howell wrote it with yeah. this guy or that guy or, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like a very honest, much more simple and more true musical personality yeah. as opposed to the, you know, and the labels are trying to make money. Oh, yeah. And they're dealing with the collapse of the vinyl cassette mm. eight track mm -hmm. cd all of those musical formats are sort of left in the dust they're trying to find a way to market music sell it make money and and develop new artists but in the process you know they they kind of took country music to the very pop place yeah yeah and uh you know, if you want that kind of music, you can certainly find it on the radio band. But I, I, I used to love to hear, you know, uh, Neon Moon mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Meet in the Middle. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of the name of Ricochet had a, a gorgeous song out there earlier in their career. I can't remember the name of it, but uh. I remember. Daddy's no one. Daddy's money. You're talking the the ballad. Was it a ballad? Uh, the big ballad? It would kill oh, me. Dad gum. I know what you're talking about too. I, can't. I, I was riding down the road in a rental car in California. Uh -huh. I was on the road, and it came on the radio, and I just was like awestruck by it. I thought to myself, "My God, uh -huh. what an absolute work of art!" Yeah, you know. And so, and I remember. Alan Jackson on the award show singing, you know, that big uh, song with regard to the Middle East. Oh, and yeah. It was such a moving moment. Mm -hmm. And Pam Tillis, you know, maybe it was Memphis. And mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. So the day of the songwriting community and the income it provided from airplay and record sales has shrunk. And the artist has closed his creative circle mm. to sort of help with the economic issues, personal economic issues. But but what, to me, what gets lost and what gets damaged and overlooked and abused is the artistic issue of a great song. Mm. So. That's good. You got tailgates and back in the woods, you got beer and you got, you know, sex and you got sex <laughs> and you got tailgates and beer and woods and back roads and yeah. on and on and on and yeah. on and on. So. Yeah, it's just, that's a good way to put it, man. This, I just thought of this and uh, I didn't even have it in my notes, but what what was the inspiration behind the song uh, That's Just About Right? Well, a friend of mine and uh, a guy that we all knew guy by the name of Jeff Black. Mm -hmm. Jeff was a, a folk singer that lived in Nashville. Okay. He used to play the bird and, and play the bluebird and 
he was kind of a, a a bit of an odd songwriter, musical singer songwriter, and he wrote these really sort of eclectic songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another song of his that we're going to probably record in our next studio record called The Carnival Song. And that's just about right. Your blue might be gray, your less might be more. Mm-hmm. You know, your window to the world might be your own front door. I mean, end of story. Yeah. Wow. So once we heard that, and then you put my kind of Bob Dylan-ish, you know, kind of sort of bluegrassy, mm-hmm. sneering little vocal interpretation of that song. Mm-hmm. And the mandolin was always a big part of it, and still is a big part of it. And we used to write on the mandolin. And we had our own little unique sound. And oh, yeah. Just About Right was, was what separated Blackhawk from all the other groups, especially yeah. bands like Sawyer Brown. Oh, you yeah. Know. yeah. We were not in the, not really in the same business as what they were in. Yeah, yeah. You know, in our show, and I'm not just tooting our horn, but I mean, we, to this day, have a band of the greatest musicians. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. And when we go out to play, I mean, people, Dave Robbins, Dale Oliver, mm-hmm. Steve Brish, and myself, mm-hmm. uh, Jaron Swanson, Randy Three, these are all, like, out of this universe musicians. And, and, uh... And when we put that show out there on stage, you know, it's no dancing around. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's not Neil McCoy. It's it's music. Yeah. And and I respect Neil as an mm-hmm. entertainer. I mean, he makes no bones about it. That's what he is. And let me tell you, he's a great entertainer. Right. But we're we're a band, uh, a musical group of musicians, and we write and record and we, you know, render those songs mm-hmm. musically. Mm-hmm faithful to the records we make and we take them in an arrangement form beyond that so it's just a different approach and that kind of separates us and diamond rio is a very accomplished band instrumentally yeah yeah and they uh are quite a delightful experience on the road to work with Uh, restless heart still is an incredibly gifted group of guys that can still play and Mm -hmm. and sing gorgeously so you know it's more coming from i think blackhawks coming from the eagles coming from poco coming from uh the buffalo springfield the birds Mm. it's coming from country rock from the 70s and 80s and uh one of the guys that uh dan seals to me was an incredible singer songwriter and his body of work is impeccable you're right you know, and so in any generation, you'll always have these artists that seem to separate themselves from the others with regard to the quality of the body of their work. Mm. And, you know, Blackhawk, we just have great songs. Big Guitar is a great song. Yes. Um, and when we go out to play, I mean, our audience is generally younger. Yeah. Mom and dad maybe played the records around the house or in the bar or in the truck. Yeah. And they, they're 20 to 30 years old. They come out. They're avid. Yeah. Absolutely. Enormously uh, 
uh, supportive and they just love the band and we still have you know a really healthy touring schedule and we continue yeah. to make new music yeah speaking of great songs henry man uh one of my favorite songs and I, the first time i ever heard it I, it was it was live and i was a teenager in athens georgia and uh, me and my buddy snuck into this venue to see y'all because we were 18. So we got into the venue to see y'all play. And then the song uh, that struck me, man, struck a chord with me was called If That Was a Lie. Right. It got a gorgeous song. Loved it. I mean, it, it's yeah, just... And that was, that was Van Stevenson's songwriting and his voice. You know, uh, he yeah. had a beautiful voice. He, I heard some of Van's early work in, in pop and rock mm-hmm. and his voice was very much uh in the don henley kind of mold mm. and you know the sound of van's voice a little a little you know kind of raspy high-endish yeah sound his voice with my piercing clear sort of tenor uh-huh voice the two of our voices together were pretty incredible and then and then dave had this really warm sort of honey dipped dark you know baritone Mm -hmm. that that made us sound so rich Mm -hmm. and it was just a unique sort of blend between three different people that defined that groups just to this day defines our musical personality yeah that's yeah i agree man it's y'all and the, like you said and i'm not you just saying this because you're on the show but the song the all songs even I mean, especially um, even the hits but there's songs man that y'all had on the records that i was drawn to because i mean i'm a 90s nerd man i, I loved 90s country and when y'all came on the scene i bought and and i did until i was out of high school i I bought every record that y'all put out, and uh, one of my and, and there's there's the, the the songwriting that y'all had the the the, the depth the meat uh, to me made y'all stand apart. And one of my favorite songs that I and I wore this record out, man. I think it came out in maybe two thousand two. Uh, Spirit or let's see, what was it? Spirit dancer. Yes, I wore that record out, man, and. Um, there's just some really good songs on that album. Love yeah, that that's a very, very, very solid record. And, uh, you know, I was bouncing around here, but I was going back to the first record. There's a song on that first album called Let Em Whirl. That was out of this world. Oh, yeah, I know. it. And uh, I don't know. The, 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 the list goes on. But yeah. I mean, Getting back to what we started this conversation, uh, <laughs> 90s country yeah. was singer-songwriter driven, uh-huh. and it 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 uh, embraced openly embraced the Nashville songwriting community, uh-huh. and everybody was better, you know, because there were people with such immense talent. Yeah. You know, writing songs like The Dance. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. And then they, then the guy shot that video with Jack Kennedy in it. And, you know, we were oh, just like, yeah. I mean, that's like the sky falling on your heart, you yeah. know? Yeah. And 
there's just nothing that you can compare to that from the standpoint of yeah. substance today. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tony Arada. Great songwriter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just a brilliant moment. Uh-huh. And, uh, gone country by Alan Jackson. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's just like, that's, that's up there with, you know, uh, REM and, mm. That's up there with the Beatles and the Eagles. I mean, that's up there with anybody from yeah. a songwriting standpoint and a record standpoint. That is art in its most sincere and and flattering form. Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. And well, I mean, you've thrown out those songs, man. I have to throw out Postmark Birmingham. I mean, that's another God Almighty. I mean, just think and and God. there again, that damn video. Yes. When I hear the you know, song today, I think I mean, of that, that song video. was just about a boy and girl breaking up and her taking off and him yeah. getting a card from her or a note from her from Birmingham. And uh-huh. they made that dang video about that woman that gave her child up for adoption. Mm. And, and it just, God, the first time I saw the playback of that video, I was just welled up with tears. Mm. I mean, it, it takes me there now because it was so moving. Yeah. And, you know, the record didn't chart that well, but. Do y'all still play it live? Oh, we do. We do. Dave and I and Randy sing that song every night. Yeah. With just a piano. And we do it. It's our second to the last song before Big Guitar. And, yeah. And it's a very emotional and very revealing and sort of stripped down musical moment in the show. And it's pretty damn and pretty powerful. And the crowd, they, the crowds still know that song, man. Oh, like they know that song, like Goodbye Says It All. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that chart numbers don't mean jack. That's right. You know, you can have a top 10 record. Goodbye Says It All was a top 10 record. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, it transcends two thirds of the number one records from the standpoint of impact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's another song. I mean, you know, the guys that wrote that song. Mm. We heard that song. Actually, Dave and Dan, I was in Florida. They went over to BMG, and a buddy of theirs played them that song. He says, I got one song I want you to hear, mm-hmm. and they played it, and they both fell out of the chair. Oh. They called me up from the meeting, you know, on their way back to the car to go home. They said, Hank, we found it. Huh. We found the number one single for us. We found our first single, man. Wow. And it was vocally too at the end that goodbye, goodbye, goodbye mm-hmm. featured everybody's individual voice into a three-part harmony plan. I mean, it was like brilliant, and yeah. so got we got lucky right there. Wow, I love hearing that, man. That's and that was the was that that was y'all's very first single, right? It was, man, and and it was a struggle, man, because it was didn't sound like anything. I didn't sound like anybody. Yeah, it was weird in a cool way, and. The groove was ultra R and B and slow, but <laughs> but you know it's another backdoor sneaking in where you've been midnight. I mean, come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> I still remember that video. Now that we're talking about it, oh my um, god, it's hysterical. Man, the, and speaking of that, man, the days of '90s country videos—that was a huge thing, was it not? For the artists to have videos, yes, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge, and it's so funny. I mean, videos are so. 
sort of stylistic in their impression. And when you go back a decade before the 90s mm-hmm. and watch 80s country videos, they're hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the girls with the big puffed up, you know, spray net hair and uh-huh. and the storyline of the song and the oh, they're just they're just absolutely hysterical. But by yeah. the time we got in the game, videos had really been ironed out and there were like really, really talented filmmakers mm-hmm. shooting these videos and yeah. boy, we, we got lucky with every once in a while and I'm not strong enough to say no. It was a great video. Sure yeah. can smell the rain. I mean, yeah. forget it. Yeah. That was good. Huh. Man. Uh, well, let me, so y- y'all are planning on a new record? Sometimes yeah, soon? we, well, I've, Dave and I finished a Christmas record late last year. You're kidding me. No, and I had this idea about making a Christmas record. What I wanted to do was I wanted to cut 10, like, classic Christmas songs, uh-huh. not the Jingle Bells or the Rudolphs. Right. And I wanted to have an all-acoustic instrumental bass with percussion, no drums. Mm-hmm. And we would sing the entire record in three-part harmony. Oh, wow. And I made it with with Dave and I and Dale Oliver, a friend of ours who plays in the band who helps helps us co-produce records. Mm-hmm. I got Greg Jennings from Restless Heart. And I got uh, Randy, our bass player and high harmony singer. And a, a couple other ringer instrumentalists and we went in the studio Dave played keyboards and I sang lead on all the cuts and mm. we cut this incredible Christmas record Dang. and I'm going to bring it out this year and then we went into a little club in Atlanta Eddie's Attic you oh, might yeah. be familiar with that oh, yeah. and we cut 22 Blackhawk songs live in a in, in, all acoustic in front of a live audience, and we've got a oh my God. best of Blackhawk live acoustic record that we're going to mix and get out later oh, this wow. year. That's exciting. And then next year we're going to cut a a new studio record because we got songs that we want to cut, and, mm-hmm. and they're very faithful to the kind of eclectic Blackhawk musical personality. I mean, if you think of Alison Krauss's body of work, just the quality of work she's done her entire life, and, You're right. you know, and how country radio has kind of dismissed her. They never really embraced her. It kind of goes to show you that you can really embrace her. It kind of goes to show you that you can have a career as long as you're doing great work. And your label supports you. Mm. You can have a career. Mm-hmm. And you can build an audience based on the quality of your work. Mm. And that's what I see as the future for Blackhawk, is just having a career based on the quality of our work. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, the radio game, I'm not in that anymore, nor do I really want to be, considering yeah. what it's become. Right. So, if somebody went out and streamed the new Blackhawk record and it spoke to them in musical and lyrical terms. Mm-hmm. That's our, that's our new, that's our, not our new vehicle, but that's a, a continuation of 
what it was we've always done. And yeah, of course we miss Van, but yeah, you know, I mean, God had different plans for him. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he he wanted y'all to continue, didn't he? He did. He wanted us to continue, and I'll I'll share this with you. The last day I saw Van alive, he and I went for a walk. And he and I and Dave. Mm-hmm. He was in a wheelchair by then, and I was pushing him around the neighborhood. We were all chewing a big old plug of red man. Mm-hmm. We all used to like to chew tobacco together. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Man, there's two things I want you to do." Keep Blackhawk going. Oh, wow. Don't let our music die. Just try and keep it going as long as you can. And he said, and try and do what you can to help find a cure for cancer. Oh, man. And so to this day, Blackhawk is lights out on the road and still making great new music. And we have, since I started this little charity effort back in the, 2003 maybe mm-hmm. 2002 we've raised over right at about $400,000 that we've given wow. to the Vanderbilt Cancer Research Lab at Ingram wow so we were true to Van mm-hmm. and true to ourselves in the process but we did right by Van mm. and uh, we continue to do that and that's great. I think Blackhawk is something extremely important to me. So as long as I can get out there and sing and put on a good show and mm-hmm. make sense of my part in the group, I mean, I'm going to do that as long as I can. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I never want to let go of that. That's very special. important. Very special. That's cool, man. Well, uh, Henry, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. All right, so it took a lot. You know, when you start handing things over to people that are supposed to be helping <laughs> out, you know, things get lost. Oh, that's good. It's, it's good. so easy to pick up the phone or sit down and jot down a note. And yeah. just get, I mean, it took us exactly 20 minutes to put this together. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your interest and your enthusiasm and support of the music. And if we're around playing somewhere and you're close, you know, come by and say hello. I sure will, Henry. Well, you, All right. you take care of that family, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. All right, my friend. You have a good day, good you, week. You too, man. Bye-bye. See ya. If you are interested in advertising with Throwback Country Music, hit me up. Email me, B Jones, that's B as in boy, Jones, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. It's such a great way to get your business or your organization or your event out to many, many, many people. I'm very thankful for this week's episode and the sponsor, which is Kaya Vineyards in Dahlonega, Georgia. Kaya Vineyards and Winery is such a really, it's such a beautiful place, really cool location. And for those of you that uh, love to go to these vineyards and these uh, taste testings, it's definitely a place that you need to put on your list. Of course, it's in the Northeast Georgia mountains. So if you're traveling, if you're a tourist, if you love to travel and go to, uh, if you, and if you hadn't been to the North Georgia mountains, it's a beautiful place. I highly recommend it because uh, I'm from Georgia and I love the mountains. So, Kaya Vineyards, thank you so much for sponsoring this week's episode. And 
Like I said, if you're interested in advertising your business to many, many people, hit me up. We have the best rates out there, guaranteed. We can't do this show without our sponsors. I want to give a shout out to Olivia Freeman, Realtor with the Hard Degree Team, Keller Williams Realty, Atlanta Partners. You can reach her at 678-622-0877 or Freeman at kw.com. She's also on Facebook and she, uh, she will post regularly the homes that she has listed. And let me tell you, I've dealt with the Hard Degree team before. That's who I purchased my home with. And they made the transaction and the process so smooth. And it gave me a peace of mind knowing that I had someone working for me who had my best interests. And let me tell you, Olivia Freeman will do just that. She is a, a community person. She loves uh, commerce and she wants to help you find your next home. So whether you're in the market for buying or selling or you're just thinking about it, give her a call 678-622-0877. Look at her Facebook page forward slash sold by Olivia KW and you can see some of the listings she has there. Also, Hyman Brown Insurance. Hyman Brown Insurance will cover you with auto, home, fire, business, commercial, auto, workers' compensation, life insurance. Hyman Brown will do it all. They do it all. And let me tell you, that's who I use. And when I signed up with them, it took literally just minutes to get all everything transferred over to them. And it was so smooth and easy. They have the best insurance agents out there in town, and they will work for you. They are commerce uh, through and through. And let me tell you, they are the best. Simmons Heating and Air, 335-3664. Simmons Heating and Air, whatever your problem is, if you have a problem with your heating system, your air system, whatever the case may be, they have qualified professionals that will get to your home as quickly as possible. They don't wait around. Let me tell you, they are quick to the point. And they are professional and they care about the customers. So why not stay local? Use Simmons Heating and Air right here in town. Wilbanks Law Firm. Wilbanks Law Firm with Dilla Wilbanks and Aaron Moore. They are two of the best lawyers that this area could ever have hoped to have gotten. And let me tell you, they, uh, they care about the community. They are both Commerce High School graduates. They love this community and they want to help you out whatever your situation may be and they handle all forms of law all forms of law you can look at look up them as well on facebook and they also have a, a website as well that gives a detailed description of their services if you have a question and maybe you're just not sure what what to do give them a call go get a consultation use someone local like i said commerce high school alumni uh both both lawyers are and they are just they're great and I interviewed Dylan Wilbanks a few weeks ago. You can always check that out in the archives and check out that interview. But uh, what a great uh, team they are. And that's with Wilbanks Law Firm. Check them out on Facebook as well. Then you got Little Ward Funeral Home. Uh, Little Ward Funeral Home, you know, I can't brag on them enough. They, you know, when you go through a situation uh, like a funeral, they walk you through step by step. Uh, and they, they help the process be as smooth as possible because we all know that is something that we don't look forward to. We don't look forward to planning a funeral or, or, or and all the details that, that 
that that brings, you know. But uh, Little War Funeral Home and their staff, they do care. And just like the other sponsors, they are community-driven. They love commerce, and they are here to serve. And they've been doing it for a very long time. They know what they're doing, and they can handle your situation and they can walk you through it and make it as peaceful and smooth as possible. That's Little Ward Funeral Home right here in Commerce. Then we have one of my friends, Chris Edwards, with Rodan and Fields. Uh, if you've never used Rodan and Fields, you're missing out because they are the best skincare uh, company around. You know, they, are, they have a proven track record. And right now, uh, Chris Edwards, who is a Level 3 executive consultant with Rodan and Fields, dermatologist, she, they have this really cool uh, special right now that they have with uh, teenagers and acne. How many uh, parents out there listening to the show right now have teenagers uh, that are struggling with their skin? Well, they have some of the best skincare products for teenage acne. Also, maybe you're an adult and you're struggling with some uh, acne problems. Rodan and Fields has the best solutions. It's proven time and time again. Look them up. You can look up Chris Edwards on Facebook. You can also go to her website, which is mchedwards, mchedwards.myrandf.com. And there, you can find out what, exactly what I'm talking about in more detail. But it's the best skincare around. And Chris Edwards, like I said, she's a level three executive executive consultant. Uh, use her. She's local. Don't go. You don't have to go travel out of town to go see a dermatologist. Try this skincare first. It's the best out there. And like I said, it's proven. And then we round out our sponsors with Life's a Party Rental Company right here in town with Eric Redman and. Life's a party, like I've said before, they will they are the best. They are the best rental uh, company in this area. Don't go to Athens, don't go to uh, Gwinnett County, don't go somewhere further away than Commerce because they provide everything here. Whether you're planning a backyard barbecue, uh, you, you are having a big reunion or a class reunion, a wedding, a rehearsal dinner, a reception. A birthday party, you want bounce houses, you want all that stuff, whatever the case may be, they have it. They set up your party, they set up the tents, they set up the tables, the chairs, and they make your party the best of the best. I mean, that, that's what they do. I have dealt with them, I've seen them work, they have the best uh, staff, they get the job done, they set up quick, they tear down quick. And you know, it's it's whenever you have someone working on your behalf with your for your party, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about setting up and tearing down. Hire them. They have the best rates in this area. That's Life's a Party Rental Company with Eric Redman. And you can reach him at uh, 706-215-1582 or his mother, Angie Redman, who's also the business manager, 706-215-1535. Life's a Party Rental Company. Check them out. Now, all of these, uh, all of my sponsors are right here in town. You can visit them on Facebook. You can visit them on the web and check them out. Shop local. Stay local. These are, uh, th- th- that's what this podcast is all about, staying local and, and making sure that we uh, keep our small businesses alive and running. So, once again, shout out to Olivia Freeman, realtor with the Hard Degree Team, Keller Williams, Realty Atlanta Partners, Hyman Brown Insurance Company right here in town, Simmons Heating and Air, 
Wilbanks Law Firm, Little Ward Funeral Home, Chris Edwards with Rodan and Field Skincare Company, Life's a Party Rental Company as well. Thank you to my sponsors. Without the sponsors, this show would not be possible. Shop local. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Henry Paul from Black Hawk. I know I did. Well, be sure you check us out on the web, like I said earlier, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Tell your friends about us. Uh, if you have friends that love 90s country and you love the co- and they love the country stars from the yesterday, um, the, the, the legends, then please tell your friends about us. Tell your friends to go and listen to the podcast, Throwback Country Music. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button. Like I said earlier, it's absolutely free. And what that does, it just <clears throat> continues to help the podcast grow tremendously. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, you can also email me any questions or comments about the show or who you would like for me to interview from the ni- from the 90s at B Jones, that's B as in boy, Jones, B Jones at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com, B Jones at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Now, if you're in this area where I live, I also host a local podcast, and it's called Commerce Forever. And it's about our little unique and charming town of Commerce, Georgia, and the surrounding area here in Jackson County. And it's a weekly show where we talk to different people in the, in the community, and we share certain uh, news stories and uh, commerce, city schools, athletics, and sporting events, and all that cool stuff, you know. So if you want to check that out, if you're in this area, Commerce Forever. Or if you're not in the area and you, and you just want to check out a podcast about another town, then check us out. But anyway, I hope you have a great week. Like I said earlier, next week you're going to hear my interview with Dana Williams from the legendary group Diamond Rio. Once again, Blackhawk, you're awesome. Have a great week. God bless you.